Welcome to the good, the bad, and the sequel with your hosts, Doug and Jamie. We are back and this is the movie podcast where we're talking sequels and we do it in two parts. The first, an interview with an actor or someone involved that made the film worth watching. And the second, a discussion of the sequel, what they got right, what they got wrong, and how it could have been better. I really hope you enjoyed last week's interview with... I would say he's a pretty big-time cinematographer. He worked on Jeepers Creepers, Jeepers Creepers 2. He directed a lot of Seagal movies, so the Seagal stories were pretty rad. And then, of course, he was the director of photography on Munchie, this week's movie. But before I get into it at all, i got to make sure I introduce you to my partner in this sequel-watching journey, Jamie Riccardi. Jamie, how you doing? Uh, I'm doing uh, well. Um, I was doing better until I saw this movie. So, um, but I'm doing okay. How are you doing, Doug? I'm not too bad. It's really fun. This time we're back in, we're back in our quote unquote studio in my office with my daughter's toys all around. So, uh, but no, it's, it's a lot of fun. And we have a guest for this movie. So we said, you know what? We have to watch this completely shitty movie. So why don't we make somebody else watch this completely shitty movie? And it's my good buddy. We go way back. Nick Spadone. Nick, how you doing? Great. How you doing, guys? Uh, I just want to uh, preface this by saying that before I watched this movie, I watched Jojo Rabbit, and uh, it was a complete 180. Yeah, A good 180, right? Like so you say Munchie was better? Um, yeah. No. <laughs> Absolutely not. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to talk about it. Okay. Well, let's... Uh, I don't know why... So this movie is a sequel, even though you're like probably like, oh, this movie's called Munchie. Singular. How is this a sequel? But the original is plural, Munchies, which... To me, it makes no sense. And if you ever eat, I'm not saying to watch it, but you watch a trailer for Munchies, they look nothing alike. Nothing at all. And, uh, you know, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of it, but I've never heard of this movie. I mean, never. I thought I might have heard of Munchies, but I definitely did not see it. Um, I can't believe they thought it was good enough to make a sequel. Yeah, this was a pretty life-changing experience for me. So, uh... <laughs> and, and to be honest with you, I think a lot of times a sequel, the budget usually is a lot more than, you know, the first movie. Because, you know, if they're going to make a sequel, the first one must have been successful. This budget looked like <laughs> just horrendous. It looked like a, a – I, I can't even describe the budget. I mean, it was it was horrible. I, 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 wasn't it, what, 20 – was it $10 million or $20 million? No. This movie was, no, $900,000. You're Nine, thinking of last week's oh. movie, which was $20 million. Okay, okay. Okay, nine, okay. It looked more like nine hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah, I I would say this, and it's not because we interviewed him. I would say visually, the way it was shot didn't look horrible. Like honestly, it looked pretty good. It looked like a good film. The chase scenes in the beginning, which we'll get into in a second, actually looked pretty good. You're like, what? You're like, what is this movie? This could be good, but <laughs> no. The vi- you're right. The visual was fine. It's the fact that the main character of Munchie was the worst puppet I think I've ever seen in my life. I mean, his fingers don't even move. So his hand like flaps wildly. His his mouth barely I don't think moves or barely moves. It it was just it looked like an animatronic, like a Disney World that just does the same motion over and over again. Yeah, it looked like he was kind of rave dancing with his hands. I don't know what he was kind of doing there, but he had one finger that kept pointing out. That's it. Yeah, I would say it was like, you know when they have like bring your daughter or bring your kid to school day? They had that on set for all the times that Munchie's pup and the guy puppeteer went out to get some coffee and his daughter took over because there were times they didn't even try matching it. And I'm sure they had, 
just like an animation movie, what they do is they obviously record the vocals first, then the animators draw it to it. I don't think they did it. I think they filmed it and they're like, hey, Dom DeLuise, just make, just say whatever you want. Don't even get close to matching the way. To be or not to be, to live in a box or to make merry, party time, arriba. Who said that? Me, I did, pal. It's me. You want us to draw you a map inside the box? Not, and you know what? Honestly, I think you could got a Furby and would have done the same thing. That's what it reminded me of. It reminded me of like a vampire Furby. Well, if this movie didn't come out, maybe two things wouldn't have happened. There would have been no Furbies, and maybe Jennifer Love You would not have been springboarded because she's in this godforsaken movie. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know how that happened, but... All right, let's dive right in. So the movie starts off with a car chase scene, and you're like, what's happening? Why is this guy friend? He looks like he was out all night. You know, hookers and blow. He's in like a bit. He looks like a, a a stock trader in New York City, and he's just driving. And then there's a mysterious box with Dom DeLuise's voice coming out of it. There's also, unless I'm mistaken, because there were parts I didn't see it, but there was a blow up doll in the passenger seat. <laughs> really? Yes, there was a blow up doll at one point in the passenger seat, or some kind of doll in the passenger seat. Yeah, I didn't know what was going on. I was. Uh... <laughs> I again, I haven't seen the first one, so I didn't know where I was picking up from. But uh, I was very confused. Well, that was that was a question I had: was how long of this movie did it come out from the fa- the first movie? Like, was there a correlation? Like, because I never saw the first one, I don't think any of us did. Right? No. So I, w- I was I'm wondering if there's a reason why he's being chased right off the bat because it's like mid action. Like, there's no there's no getting into it. It goes right into a chase. Yeah, and if. He kind of looked like in the trailer of Munchies. The only, that's the only two minutes I would have spent on that movie. Was they didn't look anything like Munchie in this one. Munchie looked like a storyboarded, pitched like SNL character to mock Disney that just didn't make you know the show. And he looks like he's like quadruple the size of the Munchies in the first movie. Oh yeah, they're like because the first ones they're like the size of Gremlins. Oh yeah, like this one he's like a he's a huge doll. He's like a, just a, it just. Maybe they made him bigger because Dom DeLuise is the the bigger. Boy. Yeah, maybe. And I didn't know what was up with his haircut. Like, like what was up with like the? the it looked like Shemp from the three. He, he looked like Shemp. He did look like Shemp, and he wore multiple outfits throughout the whole movie. <laughs> yeah, I know. And we'll, I mean, we'll get into those outfits, but yeah. he definitely wore multiple outfits. So, so one thing that was really funny. So obviously, this guy's getting chased by the cops, and he he outruns them somehow in his old pickup truck. Well, it gets. Yeah, maybe it was old for then, but he gets into the end and he gets the box out. You hear Dom Delo, he's like, hey, man, what's going on? And then there's a sign that says danger, bottomless pit. That's not a sign because there's no such there's really no such thing, right? As a bottomless pit. It's a phrase that is just used for somebody that eats. They can't stop eating somebody that has the munchies. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I, I didn't see it that way. Nice. Nice. Um, yeah, and you know, you know, Munchie reminded me of like a frustrated comedian. He just nonstop through that whole chase scene. He now he's locked in a box, and all he did was just one liners left and right. He would not stop talking. And I thought maybe that's why he wants to get rid of him because he's just so annoying. <laughs> yeah, but the the year it said what nineteen seventy or nineteen seventy two, right? Nineteen seventy, yeah. Because that that's actually in my notes because it it basically comes like midway through the, the chase scene, it cuts to that nineteen seventy, and I said, oh, it's like. What? <laughs> yeah. What is that? But was the rest of the movie in present time? Or I don't it, get that because it's yeah. not like Munchie Age. Right. But but it, I think, did it say years later or like had it? I, I don't remember. They how. didn't say anything like that, but I guess you could tell the nails fell off on the on the keep out, which that, we'll get to that, but 
who the hell is going to like put something into like an old mine shaft kind of thing and the kid just pulls it off like there's no nails why wouldn't you nail it in not only that i mean if you see a sign on an old mine shaft are you going to and that says keep out you're just going to keep walking in like well, that, you know, kid, that kid that kid what is what is imagination that if you didn't see the trailer before the movie it makes no sense because this kid has an imagination that just goes crazy. But in the trailer, it says like, oh, see this little kid, Jamie. Well, his real name is Jamie. I don't remember what. Oh, Gage. Gage. Which Gage. I was questioning. So of all the names you can use, you pick Gage as a name. I, has anyone ever met a Gage? No. No. Okay. I just thought that was something for the size of your ears. I never knew that was a real name. I don't think it was either. Yeah. It's not. Okay. So, you know, you just mentioned something. You said he had a great imagination. Was he imagining Munchie the whole time? Maybe this is just like a fever dream or something. A dream of, yeah, a very eccentric child. So one thing I have to, and I texted you guys this yesterday, was somebody, for some reason, put the title screen. So when they go to the title screen, and it's two minutes and 17 seconds of teeth, plastic teeth chattering, and the song is in my brain, because the song, it was almost like in Star Wars. Like, you hear like, and then later in the movie, John Williams it's actually his birthday today. When we're recording this. Happy birthday, birthday John Wayne. Happy birthday, John. <laughs> but you remember later in the movie, they were like, oh, let's do a different key. It's the same song. This freaking movie does this, and it fucked my mind up. Well, the, it, you know, the, the credit had, it was the chattering teeth, had nothing to do with the movie. And it reminded me of like Rocky Horror. Had like the beginning, yes. it looked like a Rocky Horror beginning, but I never seen credits that long to start a movie that didn't even just change. It just pictured the chattering teeth for two and a half minutes or whatever two, two 17 usually like there's a scene or something it was the most boring credits i've ever seen <laughs> i would have loved to have that job to be the guy that cranked all those teeth before the, the, the credits and they're like all right let it rip and then get the credit some intern that got paid no money it's like oh here's your job today he's like you know what i quit <laughs> and they left the camera running and that's why they used it you, you know and when we're talking about the cops also the one cop was wearing a leather jacket do cops wear leather jackets <laughs> Like while they're like on on the job, and yeah, and the cop car too. Like it looked like someone like just bought a uh, used car for seventy bucks, and they had to throw on like police like like uh, stencils on it. On the, <laughs> like, it, it was it was really. I don't know. And you know when he throws the chest down, I wrote this down. Um, did you notice that the whole cave, uh, the whole like whole shook? Like the whole ground, yeah, the whole, yeah, the whole, yeah. like it caused like a minor earthquake of the show. Well, the camera shows the camera. Yeah, camera. Yeah. yeah, but they made it look like it was the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it was cool looking at the names because obviously we we interviewed uh, Don uh, Folteroy. So if you go back and listen to it, it, or if you listen to it already, it's pretty cool that this was like his big movie. This is the first time somebody said, hey, you could be the director of photography. Before this, he only did like an after school special. So somebody was like, oh, dude, this guy can work with kids. He can do it because he sets up all the shots for it. And then it was cool seeing Love Hewitt. So yeah. I would never have known that, that that's what she used to go by. wonder when she made the switch. When she became a, Party a bigger five? name. Probably, or, no, after this, movie, after she, this movie, she was like, I got to change my fucking the, name. Yeah, but imagine being like yourself. your first movie is something like this. This is probably the best first movie I think to start in, though, because it's easy. You know, yeah. you really, it was like, you know, you don't have to, you don't have to do much, and you know, really you're starting at the bottom. Yeah, you Everything were, after this, yeah. a step up. So. Well, unless you do like Son of a Mask or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Gage is in class. The teacher's talking about algebra, right? She's going over an algebra problem. Yeah. And he starts having a fantasy about Jennifer Love Hewitt. 
first of all, his creepy stares. He, like he just stares. Like he doesn't even oh, make it. He just stares at her. Like I thought it was just bizarre. You know. And it's a stare that's like dead eyes. He he has like the eyes like of a doll. Yeah, I mean, listen, old guys stare. You know, like or at least they try to make it like you know they're not really looking. He was making it blatantly <laughs> obvious that he's just staring at her. He reminded me of the uh, the Mad TV or the Mad Magazine. I'm sorry. The, uh, the oh yeah, Alfred E. Newman. Uh, why we worry? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, that's what he looked like. He, he looked like a, a human version of that. He definitely was a weird looking guy. Yeah. You know, <laughs> but but what grade is he in? Like he had fourth? Be, had to be. School, I, think. I thought he was in high school. No, oh, definitely God. not high school. Like, maybe fourth grade, fifth grade. Uh, maybe middle. Uh, okay, maybe middle. To school. stare that much at a girl like that—that's yeah. that's a little. That's a little weird. But I bet I love that he has a fantasy. Oh, you know what? I thought he was in middle school in my head. So I'm like, he has a fantasy. He's going through the time when your body's changing. You're thinking about girls in a different way. And his fantasy about her is winning, being named student body president. <laughs> and I thought it was going to be like, and she was in like a dress kind of thing. And I'm like, oh, I thought it was. And then the principal's there. So in your fantasy, yeah, it's Jennifer Love You at a pageant. It's it's weird. Well, again, his name is Gage. So I don't, I really don't, I don't really expect much from him. I wrote this note. If you put a red wig on him, he's Annie. <laughs> he looked like Annie. Did he? Did he make any other movies besides this? Oh, I hope not. I really was he in Munchies Three. He was not in Munchies Strikes Back. His contract was only for for the one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the, this uh, the bullies in movies. It's always oh. a blonde dickhead. Yeah. Always blonde and redhead. Yeah, yeah. It's always a redhead too. And and you know this. You know the first of all. You know, he gets his lunch, and I don't remember ever seeing a lunch that big that they were serving. Like, they gave a huge lunch meal, you know? And this is, again, are we in the 70s, or are we in present time? Nine, I guess not. I would think it's 90 by the styles and stuff. Yeah, early 90s. Okay. Um, but then you have these two bullies. i never seen bullies like that. Every movie has this. They never have these bullies that are bullying. Like, oh, were you bullied as a kid? No. No. Were you bullied as a kid? No. Okay. Not really. Well, I flew under the radar, so I kept it. But there's always that one big kid and the one like you know, like they all talk. Dude, this is middle school. Like, I, I don't understand. And I love when he throws his lunch. <laughs> there is not that much food on there to hit the principal. It looked like a super soaker filled with filled with chili. And you heard a. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, the fart noise when it hits the principal and the amount of food was, just, it was like a chuck wagon just. And he lofted it like across the room. Like it wasn't like he was close. I, I don't even think you can get close to like his shoes, let alone like splatter the way he did. Yeah. It was just. And then the thing I hate it. So after that, he has like a little fantasy in his head. I'm going to call him fantasies about like a firing squad with the principal leading. He gets shot and then he grabs his chest like he really got shot. This movie definitely gets a little like morbid. I mean, the, oh, the yeah. kid later on, he's in a coffin, oh, he gets shot. I mean, we're talking about a kid here, yeah. and he's all these like violent fantasies. Like, yeah. what was the target audience for this? Cause, like, oh, I wrote that of, down. Like, like the there was an audience for this. Like, he, he, was, he said that like multiple times throughout the movie. I wish I was dead, and I was just like, wow. Like, yeah, the funeral. Crazy. Was this in a theater? Oh, I would think so. It made well, good money. Don said it made enough money for them well, to make it, another one. If your budget's only nine hundred thousand, it's not difficult to make money on it. Well, it doesn't mean that it's going to make money. There's a lot of movies that you spend cheap money on that don't make money. If you put it in a theater for one day, you're going to make at least nine hundred thousand. I'm nine hundred dollars, right? So that's <laughs> so. I mean, I don't know. It's uh. I, of that budget. How much do you think went to Dom DeLuise? Eight hundred thousand. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I would say Munchie probably cost about $35 at Toys R Us. Yeah. So. It was in the trash. They went dumpster diving. He was at a discount rack, yeah. you know. 
<laughs> and Munchie, we don't even see Munchie yet. We have to talk about, so he's leaving school, he's walking, he's sad, he's all by himself, he's walking home, and the friggin' title music playing in the background, just again. And then we have to meet Professor, Professor, <laughs> Professor Crookshank. You know who that is, right? That's Artie Johnson. Yeah, but what else was he in? He was in, um, well, he was in uh, Transylvania 65,000. Oh. He's yeah, like an old that? school like comedian, like, okay. you know, um, but uh, yeah, I I know him from there, but he, he's been a ton of stuff. He is a comedian? I think so. Okay, I'm just saying. He wasn't, he wasn't here, but... <laughs> when he first popped up being in the car, I thought it was Martin Sheen for a hot second. <laughs> like, I was like, wow, they got Martin Sheen for this movie. Wow, that's really... But... I wrote, um, Professor... Uh, Professor Krugshank, a.k.a. Foreign Doc Brown. <laughs> and how about the, the whole garage explodes? Yeah. He's perfect. Just, yeah. He's fine. Yeah. Just a little dust on the face. And his accent reminded me of one that... So maybe I've seen him in different things. I, I it reminded me of like a Mel Brooksy kind of. And, and like I think accent. he might have been in Mel Brooks movies. Like he, oh, okay. he played like that, that, those are the kind of roles he played in the past. But he was in, he would played the Butler in Transylvania Six Five Thousand. That was oh that was him. That was him with uh, what's her name from uh, Taxi. Yeah, and they were going back and forth. Yeah, oh, yeah, dude, that's him. Oh man, really? Yeah, he looked like he aged a lot in four years or five. Six what years? when did Transylvania Six Five Thousand come out? Oh, I guess seven years. Well, it was in the budget that he had to make him look older. <laughs> so I love when he's talking to Gage and he's talking about, like, when are you going to get the car fixed? And then somehow goes on the subject of, like, how's your dad? Have you talked to your dad lately? And he says, my dad's busy with his new family and all. <laughs> what? <laughs> just because you're it's just people get remarried all the time. The divorce rate's 50%. So you're telling me those kids just don't talk to their parents anymore? They get divorced? Wiped off. And why is he asking about his dad if he lives across the street from the mom? Like, I mean, like, that's obviously not in a picture. That's kind of like, maybe like the hurtful memories that he's bringing up. Maybe he wants to perform an experiment on him. Or he wants to get in Lonnie Anderson's pants. That's... Or, I mean, he is like an older man with, hanging out with a younger child. I mean, just kind of creepy. It is creepy. It, it is, is yeah. like, just like Doc Brown. It's that relationship with the young kid, older scientist guy. But... So you're saying Doc Brown was creepy? He was kind of creepy. Would you want your son at the age of 17? Marty was only 17 in the first one. Would you want him to go hang out in some... No. Yeah, but you wouldn't want your son to try, you know, go in the future? Well, <laughs> if that was a real thing that my son, would I believe my son? No. Just like in this movie. When these people see Munchie, they're totally cool with it. Yeah. Because it's an imagination. They never see him. We'll get more into it. We didn't even get to Munchie yet. So, so Lonnie Anderson, who's amazing. She is, but uh, this, I'm assuming this has got to be one of her last movies, no? I mean, she made things after this? Yeah. She was the mom in Night of the Roxbury. Okay. No, she was in a lot of stuff. I know she was in a lot but of stuff, but I mean, this is... She, when you look at her IMDb, she was a star of a lot of movies in the 80s. Oh, tons. I don't know if they were all like feature films or TV movies, but oh, she, she was, was a Burt Reynolds. She, I mean, I know yeah. she made a lot yeah. of stuff, but... And you know what? And how old was she in this movie? I mean, she definitely wasn't young, but she, she looked good. Great. Yeah. I was saying, yeah. she looked great. For her age, she looked great. Yeah. And her boyfriend. I, I, not I, David Hasselhoff? I wrote down the poor man's David Hasselhoff. <laughs> 100% David Hasselhoff. The mustache, and he's wearing like the windbreaker jacket with the pink in it. And it was like Miami Vice. Lonnie's boyfriend, the poor man's. <laughs> I wrote that down. And what was up with the professor who's like talking about he injects animals with Oh, cancer? yeah, dude. And I was just like, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> Like, yeah, Dr. Elliot over there. He likes to inject cancer. It's like, dude, this kid, you're making this kid grow up fast. He's already like suffering from a divorce. He's got no friends, suffering divorce. Best friend is an old man across the street doing experiments. I mean, you wonder why this kid screwed up. <laughs> My favorite part 
All right, this is the time I really laughed hard. Is there any parts that you guys laughed? Because I really laughed hard when sometimes when Gage would say these whisper comments. So he's talking to Elliot and he said, and about your father. And he goes, don't talk about my father. (laughs) And like this really stern voice. And I'm like, holy crap. And then a few minutes later, he walks around. He's like, but bud, I want to make sure that you're okay with it. He's like, yeah, okay with you being such a creep. And then the creepy kiss, like, can we talk about that for a second? Where oh, yeah, He kisses dude. Lenny Anderson oh. and locks eyes with Gage, like, yeah, you know, <laughs> trying to make you a brother or something. <laughs> that is Well, cool. that's a whole, that's a total Hasselhoff move. That's, yeah, and then he just leaves. He yeah, leaves yeah. the front yard. He doesn't help with the groceries. He says, someday I'll be dead. They'll be sorry. This kid's fucked up. He really is. And you know what? He's still walking around with a dirty shirt from the... (laughs) In his fantasy, he's wearing the dirty shirt. So even in his fantasy, he's pretending to be dead. He's getting sympathy from all these people. And he's still wearing the shitty clothes. Why wouldn't he be like, hey, I fantasize in my coffin. I'm going to wear like a blue suit or a nice suit. No, he's wearing a ketchup stained shirt. The more we talk about this, I'm really feeling bad for this kid. Yeah. I mean, he really had no chance at all. He really had no no chance. All right. So we're, we're munchie, munchies here. Well, before that, he had the dream in a coffin. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah so, yeah. so again, we mentioned that before. How disturbing is that? Where his, his eyes are clearly open. Like, he's like, he was fluttering. Like, his eyes are fluttering. Well, he definitely opens it later on. So I thought like it was just bad like acting because I, I, they didn't show him waking up yet. So I'm like, I was, I was telling my, my daughter, I'm like, his eyes are moving. Like, you know, it's so ridiculous. But then he obviously opens his eyes. And then when Elliot goes to the ca- casket, he's cuffed. Your mother saw me on America's Most Wanted. <laughs> and what was the uh, the was it the pallbearer or who was the guy behind, like the mortician? Oh yeah, he's like you can't talk. Comments. Yeah, he was like you can't talk. You're dead. You wanted to be dead. <laughs> just to remind him, like, listen, you're supposed to be dead in this scene, so please keep your eyes closed. <laughs> they just kept that in there. He was like, dude, I gotta go. I gotta I gotta leave set. Can you just freaking pretend to be dead? And he's like, all right, fine. So, okay, we mentioned a little bit before. So he's he's depressed. He wakes up from his daydream, and he sees, like, this empty mine shaft. And it's covered by keep out, spray paint it in, like, two-by-fours. And he just pulls them off. No nails, nothing. Pulls them off, and he walks down. And it starts, like you mentioned before, it is Dom DeLuise live at the Apollo Theater. Well, before he even gets there, so they have this keep out sign. And it's a mind shift. He literally, I think, takes five steps and he's already in, like, by the chest. <laughs> like, it wasn't like he had to go, he didn't have to go far. It wasn't a deep mind. It literally he took five steps and he's already there. You probably could have seen it from the keep 100%. Outside. He was like, hey, so, what's that chest in there? So, so why do they have a keep outside there? I mean, it really, I wasn't like, it was just like a closed off cave. Yeah. And I'm going to ask both of you, would you open up a glowing box? Not at all. If I heard Dom DeLuise's <laughs> voice coming from inside of it, I might. That'd be that funny is true. If he was like, oh my God, Dom DeLuise is stuck in a box. <laughs> then it has to be a big box. <laughs> so this is our second movie with something. Did you notice something? Um, it was our first movie, and then now we're revisiting a famous song. Hello, my baby. Uh-oh. Hello, my baby. You know, I wrote that down. 100%. Right Another it's a kid's movie. Why not do Hello, my baby? But is it a kid's movie? I mean, there's a lot of death and death talk. Because this is where he says, when he's in there, he goes, yeah, I wish I was dead. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, and what what is the glow that's out of the... Because every time he talks, the glow, like, blinks. Yeah. So what I, was it? Because you don't see the glow once he's out of the box. Special powers? I mean, you kind of do when, when they're at the chase scene at the end, but we'll talk about it. Yeah. But you see the, the, the Jeep. Oh, the, the dust? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Oh, a little bit. Oh, so you, you, you mean the E.T. scene? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's his farts. 
<laughs> maybe fart. maybe Munchie's farting in there, there. There were a lot of farts. There was so. a lot of farts. <laughs> <laughs> so what were your first thoughts when you saw Munchie? I can tell you, I was watching my wife. Just put it on, not even taking notes. I don't know why I would put myself through this movie twice. I know Nick watched it twice, which is insane. But when I refuse it, to watch it twice, by the way. <laughs> when he started talking, my wife looked at me like, is this real? Because it, was not, it wasn't moving. No. He, like I said, he, it looked like an animatronic doll at Disney World that just does the same motion over and over again. His hands, don't, his hands move kind of like wildly, but, one, but his fingers don't move. He has one finger pointing out. It, the mount, it, just, it looks so bad. I, I wasn't expecting it. I was surprised. So the first time I saw him, I thought like it was like malfunctioning. Like I thought it was like, actually like like faulty faulty wiring or something. But then I realized, oh, that's just how he acts. You know what? No, but maybe there was. And you're like, listen, you know what? We don't have a big budget. We just got to keep going. Just, just, it ran out of batteries. The batteries are low, and we just couldn't do it. We just gave eight hundred thousand dollars to dollars to do this movie. We have nothing left. <laughs> like it, like if Sesame Street's uh, puppeteering looked like this, it would have got canceled one minute. In. Oh, absolutely. Like Easily. it looked that bad. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So, Munchie starts talking about his dad. I think it's a few minutes after this. I don't know if it's still in the cave or when they go back to the house. But what he says is, my dad had a pet dinosaur. How old is Munchie? We find out later how old he could be, but he's really, really old. Yeah, but so is he, because again, this is the sequel, is is he... Part of the other munchies? And it has nothing like, to do with it. Nothing, okay, so like, so, yeah, then I don't know. Yeah, But he's so yeah. old because we find out later, we'll get into it. Yeah. So he sneaks back into the kid's room. The kid runs away from him. He's kind of freaked out. He gets home, he goes upstairs. Lonnie Anderson, total bitch, she says, oh, you know what, you're going to run away? I'm going to give you your dinner, but it's going to be cold. It's like, all right, bitch, just throw it in the microwave. Our microwave is not invented yet. And not only that, the leftover dinner was eggs. So his leftover dinner was eggs. <laughs> so again, is the, this poor kid, like, you know. Uh, Maybe it was a poor kid. When I remember growing up, I used to be like, man, I used to tell my buddies, I had breakfast for dinner last night. And then I find out later in life when you're, you know, drunk and you don't go food shopping, that's when you're poor. Potato and eggs yep. I would have for dinner every once in a while when, you know, 100%. But this didn't seem, listen, the house was nice. I don't think it was a poor, I think that's what he, they served him. He had eggs for dinner. Cold. And Cold. then he didn't want it. And he goes... And leftovers. <laughs> no. Okay. It's one thing making the you know eggs fresh, but your, your leftover is eggs. You know? Yeah. Cold eggs. That's <laughs> and you walk in and you see this friggin' glowing box thing that popped out in your room, sitting in the bed under the covers, watching TV. And he was kind of cool that he did not freak out once at all. He got pissed at him. It was almost like Munchie was his little brother. Well, would you be freaked out if you saw Munchie the way he looked? Maybe <laughs> it's not like you see an alien. You're seeing a, 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 a malfunctioning uh, teddy bear. Yes, it's really what it is. I don't think I'd freak out. Man, I could really go for a pepperoni pizza. Oh, this scene. <laughs> a, mo- a mozzarella, abracadabra, and then they show the pizza place, and they show this really. He looked like Chef Boyardee. 
And the Chef Boyardee guy is like serving like his special piece. This is my special. And then it starts flying away. Why the hell does he have a butcher's knife right. in his waist? Just whips out a cleaver yeah. and starts running. And not, not to mention that no one seems phased by this. They just step out of the way. Like <laughs> they're, they're the flying pizza flying around the restaurant, the streets, and just people just step out of the way and dodge it. That's all it is. No one looks concerned. And then you get the POV from the pizza, which is like fantastic. I don't know. It reminded me of most of... Uh, terror tunes and uh, le- uh, not lethal weapon, uh, naked gun. The the chase scene, yeah, they did yep. that. The yep. car. But now, so I watch these movies and I, and I do it late at night. Wife falls asleep and I put on these headphones and I don't know if they pick up things that you don't nor- hear normally because I don't watch these movies twice. But I did you guys hear a line? Unidentified flying pizza. Oh no, not that one. How about the girl outside that ducks and she goes, "Let's have Chinese instead." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, dude, that that was funny. So that was I, I enjoyed that. that was a chuckle. So this kid wants a pepperoni pizza, and this Munchie's a dick. He gets anchovies. <laughs> what? So this guy has special powers, but not special enough. It's a good idea for a movie, actually. Yes. Yeah, I'll get you. The, it's like it what was a, a flying le- pizza? No, it's like Leprechaun. What he did in some of the movies. Oh, I want a pot of gold. Then he put the pot of gold in the guy's stomach. That's what I was wondering. I was, what is he? Is he a leprechaun? Is he a genie? Is he a munchkin? Like, I don't know. A vampire? He looks like a chipmunk, kind of. If you paint his nose brown, he would look like some kind of, like, mole. Mole man. Mole man. Maybe. I don't know. I think he's a mix of a few things. He's a, he's a hybrid. <laughs> this is when he farts, right? Yeah. And you remember what he says? He goes, uh, I have enough gas to travel to Cleveland. <laughs> Uh, everybody's shitting on Cleveland. <laughs> I have to be honest, though. I, I don't care what movie it is. Anytime I hear a fart, I'm laughing. Oh, no. <laughs> Just fart it up. You want to get Jamie into the theaters to watch it. Fast and Furious, he hates those movies. You want to make him good? It's some more farts, I'm in. Vin Diesel farting. <laughs> well, I live my life one quarter at a time. <laughs> so so this alien, so he says, well, we're going to sleep much. And he goes, I was thinking I can crash here. <laughs> Man, I can't even do it, Dom Deloise. It is like I love Dom Deloise, but just hearing his yeah. voice is annoying. Yeah. It is almost as if it's like Caddyshack 2. It's Jackie Mason-ish. In a way. Like just the hammering the jokes over and over again. But speaking of hammer, he has a hammer out of nowhere. So he can't get a pepperoni pizza, but he can make it a hammer. Well, I think pizza. he can. I just think he's a dick. Oh, right. he did that yeah. purposely. Yeah. You want a pizza? Just pranks him. Now, I know, Doug, you're, you're like the king of impressions. Can, oh, I know. Can you do um, Munchie's snoring sound? <laughs> <laughs> but what? He pulled a hammer out and he goes, oh, I, I'm going to build somewhere to sleep. He slept in the fucking drawer. He didn't build anywhere to sleep. He opened a drawer, put things in it. What Was the drawer there, though? Was that... That whole thing was there. Oh, no. If he's going to build something, Maybe. he's not going to build a dresser. He's going to build a bed. <laughs> right. That's what I was wondering. He just meets this guy and or this thing, and he lets him sleep in his... Like sock drawer? Like, what is... Well, what choice do you have? This guy just brought a pizza from, uh, you know, who knows how far away. I mean, you know, do whatever you want. <laughs> I did like whoever wrote the script, or there's probably no script for Dom Hold on, on. There was a script? <laughs> <laughs> no, but when Dom DeLuise starts ripping jokes, and he does like, and he's like, no, Carl Gable, you don't know who that is? J.C. Penny, And he goes, and he goes, oh, I got to update my material. That was pretty funny, because it was almost like... He knew it. They were like, hey, Dom, can we do another take? He's like, dude, I got to go fuck some bitches later. I'm not doing any more takes for you. And he just walked out. Because <laughs> it was like, why couldn't they just might? I get the joke that he's really old, but he wasn't making any other jokes about like uh, Cleopatra or anything. 
Right. And you know those kids, if they saw that in the theaters, they were asking their parents, like, who's Clark Gable? <laughs> like, who's, who's that? Well, if there's any parent bringing their kids to see this movie, they should be checked out. <laughs> yeah. So how about the, the – so we see the principal and Munchie's like, I'm going to come to school with you. And you see the principal with the – dude, she had huge boobs. And I'm like, I know her. She had a lot of stuff. This is before the Me Too movement, I would say. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, the sexual harassment in that office was unreal. Yeah. It has not aged well. No. That's, it, it came across so creepy. Like, he was trying really hard. Yeah. But, obviously, they were in a relationship, so we didn't know that. Bunny, I, bunny cakes and Snooky poo. Oh, my God. I oh, love that. Oh, <laughs> wait, wait. Oh, I think I wrote them down on a bunch of these. So, um, yeah, the names they were calling each other were... Pumpkin Nose, Summer Squash, Bunny Cakes, Snooky Poo, Lovely Lumps, Honey, Muffin, Snuggy Bear, Angel Thigh, that was the kicker. Strudel Lips, and Poopy Doodle. Poopy Doodle. I love that Munchie goes, I'm going to go to school because he said, what do you want, kid? He goes, I want to date. I want to go on a date with, uh, I forget her name, Andrea. Was that uh, her name? I don't know why I thought of that. But uh, I want to go on a date with Andrea. I want to pass. I want to get bees in all my classes or right and then much he's like oh i can do that and then he's able to throw his voice he's like hello come in here <laughs> and then he just what was he wearing he was wearing like a varsity jacket yeah, yeah, right? yeah, one of the many again one of the many outfits he does wear yeah you know and then Munchie, the little prankster, all those amazing lines that Jamie wrote down get played over the loudspeaker because Munchie presses the button. So it's going everywhere. Everybody hears this sexual. Have you um, ever called Jamie any of those names? Maybe was Snooky Bunny? Was that was one? Or Pumpkin Snooky Butt? Snooky Poo. Snooky, Snooky Poo. Poo. Bunny Cakes and Snooky Poo. You, you combined both of them by accident. <laughs> well, that's, that's, so you had bunny that's how exotic So you had Bunny Poo. So you called Jamie Bunny Poo? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So how is the principal not fired? Like, that's what I want to know. Like, how does he still have a job after his, I don't know, his office? Well, there's a later part in the movie. How the hell does he still have a job? He goes to a tween party. (laughs) With the secretary. Yeah. Bitching party, man. (laughs) What are you doing here? Yeah, we have a lot to say about that party. And he had a horrible, like, kind of, like, British accent. But anyway, so. Well, he also couldn't see that this, this kid who's kind of a loner is not doing all the things he thinks he's doing. Yeah. And he, you know, he's finger pointing him all the time. So he is a horrible principal. Yeah, he's really got it out for him. Like the whole food tray throwing incident. And yeah, obviously it wasn't him that threw it. So he definitely has a, a stick for him. Yeah. And then Munchie is like in the school. He finally sees him. He's hiding like behind like a poster kind of thing. And then he's like, Munchie, what are you doing here? He's like, kid, I got a lot of things to do. I'll see you later. No, this is the part that freaked me out because Munchie's old. He makes a joke about a dinosaur. Then he goes, hey, kids, where does the cheerleaders practice? I'm like, you fucking creep. (laughs) You're like 18,000 years old, maybe? Yeah, but he looked looked good for his age. (laughs) His dad dad had a dinosaur. So I don't know when his dad had him. But, dude, these are like young girls. And you want to peep on them. This, this movie uh, definitely had the creep factor ranged up between the stepdad, the principal, and Munchie. It should have been called Creepy. Well, there's, there's a, definitely a creepy scene coming up when the kid's in a towel. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, 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 and Munchie's peeping in the locker. And he's, it does, it, doesn't he hold up his underwear at one point? He's like, oh, how long have you been having this in here or something? Yeah. He and then the one bully, the redhead bully, Leon, comes in, and he wants to beat him up. Well, first oh, of all... Oh, Munchie throwing the voice? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So first of all, I mean... What middle school kid walks around in a towel? 
and, and, and you know, the kids don't want to change. I think middle school kids pretend to change. Like they're, yeah. they're, they're not going to walk around in a towel, first of all. So this, yeah. the, I, I thought it was going to get even creepier. Just the way like he was creeping behind him. I, I thought it was going to be like a real cre- creepier than it was. Um, but then he doesn't throw a pail on his head and he can't see. No, and he holds the pail on oh, his yeah. head. He does the towel whip. Uh, oh, yeah. The bully, the, the, the yeah, the shot. bully whips him, yeah. Well, I mean, that was a loud snap. I mean, that would hurt anybody. No, I love, it sounded like a pistol. <laughs> I love that Munchie was throwing his voice again. We saw him do it again. And every time the, the bully turned, he'd be like, yeah, well, that's right. You're just a henchman for so-and-so. And it's like, then he went back. And then, dude, Gage punched him like it was Mortal Kombat. Yeah. I can't believe he really punched him. And and, it put, and tossed him across the room like it was it was yes. it was a powerful punch. And then the the uh, towel cart that came out of nowhere <laughs> that he just punched him right into like he clearly uppercutted him right into that towel cart. And well, the, the best part is when he had the bucket on his head though he takes it off he's walking around like he just got jumped by like five guys <laughs> yeah. like he was stumbling and he couldn't move around and <laughs> and then he falls into the whole thing of towels he's in the shower he gets pushed over there and then the gym teacher comes in who's wearing a tank top. <laughs> <laughs> He goes, hey, you want to try out for the football team on Monday? Looks like our store quarterback's out of commission. See, that was the joke, though. They mentioned that three different times. I think, right. wasn't it Lonnie Anderson's boyfriend said it, down. and someone else said it. I want like, you to go out for that football yeah. team. No, like, he said, yeah, he goes, yeah, why don't you go try out for the football team? And then it's the very next day. Or no, then, yeah, the very next day, he's like, so did you make the football team? It's like, it doesn't happen like that. He, he just told him. He's like, I don't, I don't want to play football. Not <laughs> and he sounded like that. I don't want to play football. <laughs> Is he still wearing a dirty shirt? No, he changed. Okay, all right. But uh, I love when all, all, all the when the principal walks into the locker room and he goes, "I know about your grades, and I think you had something to do with the loudspeaker." And all the kids go, "Hey, Snooky Pooh!" <laughs> so now they have the talent show, right? This, the, the, the tryouts. Yeah. Okay. And now this 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 was made in 1992. Does anyone use the accordion? Accordion? No. Like, no. That was one of the talents. Was the accordion? And she was wasn't even playing. <laughs> The timing of the voice she's playing and the sounds, at least get, there's got to be some child actor that could play an instrument. Just bring him in. Unless that was like the director's like niece. That's probably what it was. I, we can't pay you. We paid oh, Dumbbell. She was the one that was moving the puppet for uh, yes. <laughs> Munchie. She cranked all the teeth in the beginning of the, the credits. <laughs> yes. That was her. Okay, honey, crank all the teeth and then I'll let you play your crappy accordion. But it just, you know what, they, it, but it, even though it takes place in the 90s, they had an old school Around them, because even the talent show was doing Romeo and Juliet. Like, who does that? Yeah, and Munchie, I think Munchie was trying to kill the, oh, the kid. Without bully. a doubt. Yeah, the bully. The plum bully. I really expected one of the lights to, like, fall on the kid and, like, serious injuries. No, but he did, he did the old slip on the banana peel trick. Yeah. <sighs> Damn banana peel. Classic. Has anyone ever tried that? To slip on one? Yeah. No, to slip on a banana peel, yeah. I haven't purposely tried one. Why not? Wait, you've actually have you slipped up on that? No, but I've I've done it to people. Oh, you have? And did someone fall? He died. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> Debbie Danner. I gotta take I gotta take this out. I don't wanna go to prison. <laughs> but uh so so right after I don't think there's really much that happens there. Just Jennifer Love You and again is like laughing at her I don't even know if they're dating, but the guy says the creepiest thing, he goes, She's mine until I don't want her anymore. And he had the sweater over the freaking the tie over. Yeah, sweater. you know, I mean, nothing. If if you're gonna be afraid of a guy that wears a sweater over his shoulder, then you be, deserve to be bullied. I'll be afraid of whoever I want to be afraid. of. <laughs> <laughs> that is what Gates sounded like the whole movie. <laughs> God, and then when he goes, I'm gonna bring this box. So the kid walked all the way to because Munchie didn't bring the box to his room. Right. So he walked to the mine shaft, grabbed it, dragged it to probably the worst props I've ever seen. 
the when he goes to see Doctor Cruikshank, and he's sitting in his office, the the King Tut thing looked like it was cardboard and it was paint. Yeah, and it looked like it was painted so bad. Everything in the movie, they just like went to the vault wherever they filmed this movie, grab all artifacts, threw it in there. But dude, they look like props for like a high school play. Oh yeah, yeah, oh, totally. But you know what I don't understand is so he now he wants to get rid of Munchie. But meanwhile, because of Munchie, he punched the bully. He stood up for himself. His name's getting out there. Like Munchie's actually helping him. He's got straight A's now. Even, so okay, even, even yeah, right. He's got yeah. straight A's. But even the principal's he, on him, onto him. Okay, yeah. but you know what though? His life is better. Innocent until proven guilty. Yeah. So, well, I think the the principal, or regardless, is you know has him as guilty. So, <laughs> yeah. so when they show the drawings for when he's like, oh, look at the things on this box, and then he's going through all those pictures and i'm like you gotta be fucking kidding me <laughs> so they hired some guy to draw munchie into all these like famous kind of photos in history does he look like this does he look like this <laughs> what is happening like so munchie's this old he's obviously creeping on middle school cheerleaders and just now the guy wanted to and then that's when i thought kirk shank was going to be evil I was like, oh man, maybe he's the evil one because he's like, I need to. Can I talk to your friend Munchie? Yeah, why he he knew something about him, but maybe it's like dog years. So maybe even though he's been around for so long, he's only like four years old. In Munchie years, he's like <laughs> you know five thousand. <000. laughs> God, that's amazing. So then, so then he goes home. He leaves the box with him. He tells the guy, and he's like, you'll let me know when your friend shows up. So this is when Elliot shows up for the big date because he's going to propose. We didn't mention it before. He's going to propose to the mom. And he goes, Gage, you make that football team yet? <laughs> I just realized. So his name is Elliot? His name's Elliot. And they oh, do it. Right. And they do an E.T. thing at the end of the movie. Oh. Just saying. Yeah. Okay. But yeah. So they just took the E.T. script and they just erased a lot of it. And they just figured, <laughs> well, you know, one scene. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> Elliot was a placeholder, but they never changed it. <laughs> But uh, I love the fact that he goes, hey, kid, if you can make yourself a ghost during this dinner. And then Lonnie's just fine with her son going upstairs and just not eating dinner. You see this a lot in these movies. Like the mom totally ignores the kid and just, yeah. you know, but maybe, maybe uh, you know, maybe the boyfriend's packing some heat. And you Lonnie know. wanted the D. Yeah. And she just didn't want to eat dinner with her kid. <laughs> So how about yes. so Munchie shows up so, so Munchie Munchie shows up at the house oh, and wardrobe change what yes dude again this is possibly a kids movie and he's making desert storm jokes Norman Schwarzkopf <laughs> yes Operation Dinner Storm yes <laughs> yes I did laugh at Munchie. I do like those gags in movies. I was chuckling a bit. When he was changing everything, the music kept the music, changing, yeah. the light kept going off, the candle kept going out. The the old uh, match in the shoe yeah. trick. Yeah. That's like a Tom and Jerry thing. Yes. <laughs> and Munchie's just five feet away the whole time narrating it, and nobody hears him. So was he the one that – who says the, he looked at the camera? It was him, right? What could happen in a few hours? Or oh, like, yeah, he breaks, the fourth, he breaks the fourth wall and he looks at the camera. That was the first time he did it the whole movie. And uh, yeah. says, what can happen in a few hours? Yeah. But, but again, the, the, going back to the target audience, there's a line in the, in the movie. He says, that's not the only thing that's getting turned off tonight. <laughs> so you're, you're like, wait, what? Is he saying that this movie's bad? You're going to turn it off? Oh, no. Like, like <laughs> but the, the stepdad – <laughs> well, he had he had tons of. I mean, he had seating for one. He had what a great sport! Drinks on him when he when he spilled drinks on him. Yeah, like, yeah. But he Dom DeLuise is not in his life. He can never whisper. 
You oh, can never no. whisper to him. He's a fat public. Italian guy. He, yeah. He get, no. And it was just like, are you kidding me? And then again, Elliot yells, his, yells at Gage when he comes downstairs and says, you're behind this. The kid was upstairs, okay? And Milflani sends, <laughs> sends Gage upstairs and then leaves him to go out to dinner. Yeah. Horrible. Well, she felt bad for him at first. And then he goes, oh, let's go to dinner. She's like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. She asks his permission. She says, oh, let's just make sure it's okay with Gage first. And she's like, oh, is it okay? We're going to go out for a little bit. And he's like, whatever. Whatever, mom. You can just leave me alone. I bet you she did that a lot. This isn't the first boyfriend she's had. Well, the kid talks about death all the time. So, you know what? I'm sure she's a big part of why he's all screwed up. And I was hoping this whole movie, I'm like, the dad's going to come back, right? And do something. Like his dad, there was no photos or nothing in his room. But when they have a photo on the wall, hey, that's my dad. And like maybe that moment comes up, the dad saves the day or something. I was waiting for the professor to admit that he, he's actually the father. Like he was just like, <laughs> I've, been, I've been here the whole time, son. Wow. <laughs> that's like an M. Night Shyamalan twist. Yes, there you go. I'm still, I'm still, at this point, I'm still thinking... Munchie's not around, and this kid's doing everything. It's all in his imagination, and he's the one doing all the tricks, and he's the one doing everything. So it's, wow. a, jo- so it's a Joker with like the whole. It's like it's like a Fight Club kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Wow, Munchie, Munchie is Tyler Durden. Yeah. So, so I don't know who wrote Fight Club, but did they watch this movie and they go, "Dude, I can I can do a play on this." I think movie. so because I think um, Brad Pitt's uh, character name was supposed to be Munchie. <laughs> and, then, and then they did change it because they was too too close to the you know original. Or That's Brad Pitt had the munchies while filming. <laughs> yes. That, so I love Munchie. Goes, I'm gonna throw this kid a party. I'm gonna cheer him up. And he's like, Munchie, don't do that. So when dude, so when Munchie does his Jack Nicholson impersonation. I thought it was Christian Slater. I thought that's what he was, but it could have been. Well, I think he was a just. Well, a, he said he said Jack. Oh, yeah, but but Jack. I think I think it was a bad imp- a person that does bad impressions trying to do Christian Slater trying to do Jack Nicholson. Yes, yes. <laughs> that's probably what it was, um, because I think even Doug could have crushed this impression. So when he does, <laughs> can we get a little Jack Nicholson? No, 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 we will. Oh, okay, but I'm going to talk about. So he uses real names. He goes, "Hey, it's Jack Nicholson." So he used so he uses the real name. Okay, but then it, why the hell can't he say? You Hefner, he go. It said on the business card, "You, you and Hefty, can you send some of your girls over? We're finishing a movie." And I'm like, "Why the hell couldn't he use the real name, Hugh Hefner? That just made no sense." And then the party, the kids sit in his room, headphones on, and then he goes downstairs. Dude, there's a lot of adults there. It was mostly adults there, yeah. and there were like a lot of weird like characters. Like I think there was a pirate. There was like all different kind of characters there. Uh, clown? There's somebody dressed as a clown. Was it a Halloween party? Is that that, what that didn't look like? But I don't think it was. But I just think he just invited people from maybe different times because he since he's been around since dinosaurs. Oh. You know, he has some kind of. I do have to mention that Munchie did pretend to be Gage and call Jennifer Love Lovius to come to the party, and she said, "Can I bring my dad?" Yeah. I wrote that down. So yeah, that's the first thing I think of when I was in middle school. Can I bring my dad to a party? <laughs> yes. Chaperones. Okay, so this part is amazing because we have a little connection to a movie that we did. Oh, and by the way, there's also clowns there too. Yeah. So hanging outside. Yeah. So bring Stevens. Somehow she's a B movie actor, horror actress. She was in Terror Tunes three. She was in the band, a random part in the band that was playing in the living room. You mean the full band that was in yes. his house? Wow. The three bands. The, yeah, the three members. Yeah, she was in Terror Tunes three. She was in a bunch of stuff in the eighties, but. Yeah, she's like a scream queen. She was in Slumber Party Massacre, I believe. But yeah. And then this principal we talked about before. The principal's at this party. With the secretary. Yeah, he brings his... Uh... Well, he figures everybody knows that they're together now, so you might as well just, you know, flaunt it. 
Yeah. <laughs> and he's surprised when he's like, Gage, what are you doing here? Oh, it's your house. Oh. <laughs> yes. He's just cool with it. He's just like, oh, I'm going to party. Can't you mean the adult showing up, be the first one to show up, and you walk in, no one's there because Munchie's hiding. Munchie really hides, even though the kid's talking to him while Munchie's making drinks. Mm. So they walk in, and they see all these family photos, and you're like, all right, cool, whatever. And again, no one sees Munchie. I know. Nobody <laughs> sees. Okay. sees Munchie. Yeah. And again, the principal, know, the principal knows that who lives in this house. Mm. You're going to go to a student's house and go to a party? <laughs> no. I love that. So... Gage basically go. We don't see him say it, right? Like, hey, let's go outside and talk. Does he say that to her? I don't. I don't think so. No, but they go outside. So. Yeah. They go on the swing set. Yeah. They're talking. Then Andrea says, "My mom died." God, that was just like again. This is a kids' movie, but now we mention this. Yeah, we're kind of at about an hour in. I think. Well, at this point, then I'm thinking like, all right. So that means that Lonnie Anderson is going to get with Jennifer Love Hewitt's dad, which makes it weird that these two are going to be hooking up. You know, and yeah. Sister. <laughs> <laughs> so so Lonnie Anderson comes home her son is very weirdly dancing at the party and she yells at him everybody out everybody leaves and then I know her he starts talking about Munchie he blames it on Munchie this mom you won't believe me but and then we hear and Munchie's sleeping on the other couch, side of the couch and the first thing that Elliot thinks of not like oh my god there's this crazy nobody screams nobody panics he goes I want to take that thing, throw it in a garbage bag, and operate on it. Right. He's just like, let, let me inject it with cancer, please. Like, <laughs> grabs, grabs a hefty and throws it over his shoulder. And and then a chase scene happens. The, the Andrea and her dad, he's like, all right, my car. And then they start driving. Lonnie Anderson, very dangerous chase scene. Well, you know, well, I think Lonnie Anderson was kind of confused with what she you know, wanted from Elliot. And then she trips him, don't forget. And he yes. goes flying across the room from a trip. You know, and then that's when they started jumping the car and they, uh, yeah, big chasing. Andrea's dad's like, we could use my car, Miss, whatever her last name. Mrs. And he goes, she's like, okay, wait, who are you? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then Gage is in the car with the professor because the professor yeah. cooked you. Oh, yeah, that adult was at the party too because he wanted to meet Munchie. Right, came up to them while they were outside talking. <laughs> yeah, but he, he looked normal compared to everybody else that was there. So, I mean, as weird as he looked, you know. But anyone notice how big the steering wheel was in these oh cars? Oh, my God. And his Jeep finally is running. Two days before it exploded, and now it's running. But how about Munchie claims to have invented, invented the automobile, and then he sits in Doc Brown's lap. And then says, I hope you have a ding-dong in your pocket. Yes! And the facial expressions from the professor behind him are just really, they're terrifying. <laughs> and then Munchie, you know what, just makes the car fly. It wasn't like a really even panicky chase scene. Nothing, no like high stakes, no, just normal driving. Well, well you missed one liner that Munchie had, and he says, that guy is a pain in the bumper. <laughs> oh my God. But then the E.T. scene came oh, in. Oh, yes. Yeah, they, they fly. fly. Right over the moon. Yeah. Uh, and then Elliot crashes into a donut shop. And of course, <laughs> of course cops are there. <laughs> the cops. So many of them. So Elliot's going to jail and Munchie's going to leave. He's going to leave with foreign Doc Brown. Yes. Yeah. And the the ticket checker at the airport was just, she was just not doing her job. Like, okay. He, he flashes the, the boarding pass. So he goes, okay, here you go. Yeah. So I don't get it. Like, I know this is pre 9-11 and all that, but. They didn't check bags back then at all. He stuffed the guy into a box. And that's not a carry-on. That was a big <laughs> box. Yeah. You're uh, questioning if they're checking carry-on when you have a talking teddy bear, you know, throughout the whole movie. 
But nobody, but nobody cares about it anyway. Nobody's panicked the whole time. So he could have probably, hey, Munchie's going to just walk Well, this on. is also the 90s, and you had the Hare Krishnas at the airport, too. Yes. Like, a total airplane throwback. <laughs> so, everybody's just smiling, right? Everybody's just smiling, watching them fly away. And then the pilots are like, hey, we got to get on there. We oh, but the door's closed. It's getting ready to go. And they're like, oh, Munchie. And Munchie and the professor are flying aboard. <laughs> <morning. laughs> What happened? I, what happened at the end of that movie? Like, and again, the third one, I, I didn't watch it. Munchie Strikes Back. Is it the, now, is it the same Munchie as this one? It's not Dom DeLuise. It's Munchie. But the same character, like same yeah. puppet. Same, same bad puppet. Yeah, no Lonnie Anderson, no Gage. It's uh, Don Falteroy, the guy that I interviewed's wife, plays the the mom. But Andrew Stevens is back. As Elliot, oh, Elliot Carl. Yeah, uh, but they but they used the same puppet. Like they didn't improve on it. It's they the did same. not improve oh. it at all. Well, well, I don't know. I didn't want. Well, it. they probably said you know it works so well in this movie, so we <laughs> might as well use it the next. They're like we spent shit and we made money, man. Let's do it again. So, all right, we'll start with our guest, Nick. Nick, would you recommend somebody to watch this movie? No, um, I, I have to be completely honest. I uh, I thought this movie was very offensive and. Um, no, I, I just I didn't I didn't find it entertaining at all. I found it very But not even fun to hate watch, but like this is uh, bad. Maybe. I mean in the same vein as like the room or something like that, like one of those like really like so bad it's good, but like so bad it's really bad. What um, what do you think would have happened? What what would you have done to maybe like fix it in your eyes? Like is there any way this movie could have been good? I would have actually had Dom DeLuise in a full monkey <laughs> costume. Um that's yeah. That's how I would fix it. I would just have one dollars. <laughs> God, I love that. So, that yeah. is good. I mean, that would have fixed everything. I think. Jamie, same questions. <laughs> um, absolutely not. I mean, I saw this movie a week ago, and I thought about watching it again as we got closer um, to this podcast, and then I said I can't sit through it again. <laughs> so, I mean, there's bad movies, and there's bad movies. This is this is the one of the bottom ones. I would <laughs> definitely not recommend it. Um, <laughs> the only change I would make. He's got a better puppet. I mean, this puppet was horrendous. I think, you know, Dom DeLuise was Pizza the Hut also, wasn't he? Yeah. Yes, he was. That looked better than this. And that was, <laughs> that was cheesy looking. Yeah. So, um. Oh, it was cheesy looking? Uh, you got it. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> um, yeah, no pun. But, uh, yeah, I, it just, this is rough. This is, this is, I don't, it's, it might be worse than Son of the Mask. I mean, this is close. This is. Oh, I would, yeah, I would say it, Son of the Mask, I last, yeah. I laughed maybe one, one right. time more. Again, the special effects were a little better there. Um, this this might be one of the, the bottom threes. Yeah, this, no, this is pretty bad. I I was hoping that it was one of those really bad movies that at least had like fun in it, but the story was really it just made no sense. It maybe the dad came back, but it was really just Munchie was the one causing the problems, and then Andrew Stevens didn't know about Ellie didn't know about it until the end of the movie. He didn't know about it. Now maybe if the whole movie, like in the beginning, he was pursuing or chasing them the whole movie. Then maybe it would be like, okay, it's like, you know, like a Tom and Jerry, cat and mouse. He's going after him the whole time. And then like, but they only have one interaction, really. He makes them do all those stupid things before the dinner. So it's really him kind of just being a bull in a china shop in this kid's shitty life already. I know he makes it better, but the kid is so stressed out. I don't want to do this, Munchie. I just don't want to do it. You but know, yeah. I think, I think, you know, what we said this whole time, you want to make the movie better. Munchie's not real and it's all in the kid's imagination. Yeah. And I think, you know, the kid doing all the pranks and doing all the stuff, but thinking it's Munchie, it's almost like a drop dead Fred kind of thing yeah. or whatever. Uh, you know, I think that would have made the movie a little better. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But the visually, I just can't. I can't watch it again. And there's a lot of like like morbid stuff for being like a, a children's movie. Yeah. Like death and, and yeah, I'm on the fence if it is a children's movie though. I don't know what the target audience is. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> the stepdad telling Elliot that his dad, or the stepdad telling Gage that his dad, real dad, doesn't want him anymore. And, like, yeah, I know. I wish the dad came in and punched Elliot or something like that. What do you think the target audience is? Like. A, <sighs> I, I can't see it being a kid's movie. Well, he but. makes really cheesy movies, the guy, uh, uh, Roger Corman. He makes a lot of bad movies. Like, he did Saturday the 14th. Not saying they're bad movies, but he's the one who produces and directs a lot of these. So maybe it was just like yeah, one of, a lot those, of those like, bad late movies, nights. I think, are, are adults looking for like those like puns and like a, Saturday the 14th is actually a funny movie. So yeah. it's like, you know, so I think, you know, maybe they, they thought adults would like this movie, but yeah. oh, it's rough. So this is a segment. So that's it for Munchie. But one thing that I we I started last movie that I want to continue doing is there's this website called Common Sense Media. Have you guys heard of this before? No, I, so I use it all the time. You really do use it? My kids. So it's it's but you don't still use it. No, no. I mean, my daughter. Like once in a while, like it depends on a rated R movie um, because it tells you every sex scene. Every you know, I do more for like the sexual stuff, um, but it tells you breakdown of every curse, every. Every like sex scene, violent, and all that stuff. Okay, well, th- it's it's very nice to use it, but I think it's pretty ridiculous because there's some things. Maybe obviously, sex scenes. If there's like something in- bad that kids shouldn't see, but listen to this. This is what what parents need to know about Munchie. Parents need to know that Munchie is a 1992 movie featuring Dom DeLuise voicing a strange Gremlin style creature. It's almost so bad, it's good type of kitschy movie. But the scenes of drunk driving, of keg beer, served at what is supposed to be a party thrown by a tween, and the bullying makes this one difficult to get through. Couple all that with bad special effects and a cliched storyline, not even lovers of dumb movies will find this one worthwhile. Well, on that side also, you have children or young people that also write reviews. Mm-hmm. Um, was this a Dom DeLuise starring vehicle, though? Well, he's the voice. He probably has the most lines. I, I guess. But yeah, so that's Munchie. <laughs> <laughs> Next week's movie is going to be amazing. We were lucky enough for months since we started this whole mission project uh, journey. Uh, we wanted to talk to Robert Hayes of Airplane and Airplane 2 and... He's been so much over the years, and it was really cool that we finally were able to get him. His PR agent, I hounded her, and she'd be like, two weeks. And then I'd email, two weeks, every two weeks, and I finally got him. He was awesome. He took more than an hour to talk to me, so we talked about his career. And yeah, next movie, we're going to talk about Airplane 2, which we'll see if it holds up. So don't forget to review, rate, share our podcast. Follow us on all social media at Sequels Only and check out our website, sequelsonly.com. Good night. Good night. Good night.